Not on an Island, LGBTQ plus oral histories on the Isle of Wight. From coming out stories to going out memories, what is it really like to be out on an island? Out on an Island is an oral history project by Stone Crab Theatre, supported by the National Lottery Heritage Fund. In today's podcast, Franco Figueredo interviews Callum Murphy at his home in Ride. Callum talks about the importance of pride on the island, his coming out experiences and finding love on the island. So in terms of coming out, I was quite late, so I only came out actually a few years ago. But um, growing up uh, on the Isle of Wight, um, I kind of knew that, you know, I felt differently. Um, I had a a girlfriend probably at the age of um, 17, 18, um, and we went out for a 12-month period. Um, And I think at that point I knew it was almost like a test for me as an individual to see if the what I felt was actually what I what I felt um, and obviously it wasn't particularly fair on, on the individual but um, I think it, for me it was a test to see what you know if, if these feelings were real um, but growing up on the Isle of Wight was um, amazing you know I come from a very loving and supportive family um, you know I have a, a younger sister um, we were fairly cro- close growing up. Um, there was no real childhood trauma um, of any any sorts. Um, we were a very close knit family. Um, my father's side was was um, generally uh, you know not com- coming from an Irish family. He has many you know I have many aunts and uncles. My mum's side um, is generally smaller. Just just my my aunt. So I've got a younger cousin. Um, and so yeah. So in terms of of um, you know, growing up, it was a very loving environment, so there was really no, um, uh, you know, no no issues there. Mm. Um, but um, but uh, but yeah, so everything was generally very 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 loving. When when do you remember when your first inclination that you thought, oh, maybe maybe I'm gay? Yeah, so I think my first inclination was probably when I was probably about thirteen or fourteen. Maybe, maybe even younger than that. Um, I, I, you know, I just I, I remember, uh, you know, I, I, an experience that that I had, which questioned my. I guess at that point in time, I didn't really know what this meant. This is a quite an alien, different, a different type of, of feeling. I can't really just describe it. Um, I think it was a curiosity mm. of knowing, knowing and learning more about it. Um, and I think as I got older. Um, it be- began to dawn on me that um, it, for me it was quite difficult to experience that on the Isle of Wight. Can you elaborate? So one of so so I think by college, by the age of about sixteen, um, I knew that probably I was gay. Um, you know, I had this girlfriend, and it was kind of happening at the same time. But I, I kind of in the back of my mind, I knew that um, at that point in time. You know, I was, I was, I was, you know, gay. Uh, and so, when I left college, for me, it was right. How do I express this? You know, how do I? And at the time, I was worried. Um, you know, as everyone probably does, if they experience this, you know, you, you, you hundred things going through your mind. You know, what, you know, what will family think? Um, you know, what will friends say? Um, and in hindsight, that was ridiculous. Um, but at the time, it was a real worry. So I kind of left it. 
um, until I'd, I'd moved off the island um, and, and went to university and that was kind of my first opportunity where I was able to be myself and, and really kind of, you know, have a boyfriend. Uh, when did you first came out? What was that experience? So uh, when I first came out, uh, so we're at 29 now, so I, I came out when I was 28. Uh, so, um, so, so my, uh, Lewis was obviously the, 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 you know, my, my boyfriend who I, who I came out to my parents with. And, um, I, I came out at the age of 28 to them. I remember having a real, so I, I literally actually just bought, bought this flat. I just bought my, my flat and, um, you know, as, as most parents do, they financially help you to, you know, and they, they were very supportive financially. And obviously I'd saved um, some money on, towards a deposit. And um, morally, I felt it was kind of time to, to talk talk about, about that. And it, it, I think I'd been in my flat a, about a week um, and my dad came round. I can't remember what we'd been talking about um, but specifically, um, he, he came round just to see how things were. And I don't know what started the conversation, but we spoke about my sexuality. Um, and obviously I'd been seeing Lewis for, for some time. And at that point, probably about five or six months. And, um, you know, I, it was at that point that I kind of wanted to introduce him to, to my parents. So, um, or probably even before that. Uh, and so it was that kind of weird situation. I was in my own space for once, so I had that kind of freedom freedom to think and, and be myself. Um, but it wasn't fair because, you know, I'm very close with my parents. And so at that point, I told my dad. My dad was the first person I told. And um, then obviously after that, it kind of snowballed. You know, my parents, obviously my mum found out, my aunt found out, and so on. How was that? absolutely fine um you know i for many years really worried about coming out you know it's been playing on my mind you know i'd play you know th these scenarios and situations in my head where i um just uh you know thought of the worst possible situation you know i'd grown up with having a, an amazing relationship with my parents and anything that could impact that it was um re you know uh, hugely um, you know, frightening for me. Um, and I think that that came out of my own, probably own insecurities about who I was at the time, and um, and and what they would, you know, thinking. I think I think I was of the mindset that if I fought the worst possible situation, anything better would be amazing. Do you know what I mean? I think of the worst possible thing. So it it was uh, an in incredibly uplifting time for me of being able to be myself and not having to hide who I was, I think was hugely um, uplifting. Hmm. But you, you talked about university before, were you out at university? Yes, I came, so I came out probably in the first half of my first year. So living in student halls, um, meeting, you know, people from all walks of life and being able to be myself, I think was, um, uh, a, you know, hugely uh, moving for, for, for me as an individual, but also um, having having an opportunity to, to meet these people and just kind of be myself. I think by the end of the first, my first year of university, I'd probably come out to everyone and I, you know, I don't shout, shout you know, myself, I don't shout it from the rooftops that I'm, you know, gay or anything, but, um, you know, come up in 
conversation if, if you know and I'd openly talk about it. And how, how old were you then? So I would have been at that point I would have been 20, 21. Okay and you were in where, where was the uni? So the university was in Winchester mm -hmm. so um, yeah I was there for three years. Okay. So, so tell me, can you, do you have memories of that time that you could share with us? Yeah, um, I mean, um, you know, obviously at that point in, in, in my, um, uh, my life, uh, obviously being at university, it was a time of being very open and, um, you know, it's this kind of very liberating experience for me. Um, obviously, I had my first partner whilst, uh, uh, well, I say partner, my first um, boyfriend mm -hmm. was at university in my first year um, and obviously that was nothing more than uh, just a you know I hate saying it, a bit of fun you know um, first time I could be myself and and you know be in an environment which was um, kind of being very inclusive um, not to say that I didn't have I didn't live in an inclusive environment but I didn't have to fear I didn't have the fear of, of thinking of oh, people who know me may feel like I've um, um, misled them in, in some way. And I felt being at university, you know, I've just met these people for the first time, I could finally be myself. And what was social life like? Did you, did you go out to gay clubs or did you go to any, did you find a need for it or? I didn't know. So for me, actually, um, and I've spoken about this with, with um, you know, other friends, um, you know, uh, I never sought the need to go to a gay club to, to find, um, you know, a boyfriend or, or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and so when I was at university, I wasn't part of any society which was LGBT plus, you know, um, or anything like that. Um, and so I was, you know, using apps like Grindr to, 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 to find people. Who and it wasn't necessarily you know for sex or or anything like that. Sometimes it was just to chat. Sometimes it was for friends. You know, and you meet people along the way who are like you. Um, I you know I, I remember in my second year I think of university I went to um, a you know a gay club in Southampton for the very first time. I'd never been to a gay club, and in all honesty, you know it doesn't stick out in my mind as this defining moment where I could finally be myself because. I've been at university, I went to the student union. Obviously Winchester isn't a huge city. Um, you know, you, you're, you're fairly, you know, obviously there's, you're on the mainland, there's other cities and places you can go to, but I, I never felt the need to go to a gay club. So what, which one was this one that you went to, the first one? So this was, uh, I'm trying to think what the place is called in Southampton. Um, there's like the, is it, uh, I can't remember. There's a prominent gay club. Okay. in Southampton um, that I went to, I think with my society actually, I was part of the, the um, tennis society at university and um, I went there just as kind of like a, we all went there just as a place yeah. to go because the drinks were cheap okay. and the music was great. <laughs> cool. Um, so you've been because you've been involved with Pride here on the island before being involved, was there any, because you said you, you did not connect with any LGBT kind of politics stuff at that time. When was it the first time that you connected with the LGBT politics? Uh, so um, <coughs> the reason why I joined Isle of Wight Pride was partly because um, 
I think the second year of Isle of Wight Pride, I, me and uh, uh, my, my other half and, and our friend, we went, we just went, oh, well, I was a few friends, we went to the second year it was on. Um, it, it was my, uh, actually, no, I'd been to Brighton Pride probably about four or five years before my, my, my um, visit to Isle of Wight Pride. Um, and, you know, it was on the Isle of Wight, it was still fairly new and it's you know oh, wow this is you know it's happening on the Isle of Wight this is amazing and so that was obviously my first experience of of a pride on the Isle of Wight um so it's interesting I've only recently associated Isle of Wight pride with a political movement and as, as I've learned more about the history of pride I begin to think of it that way I think um last year I was I kind of wanted to do some volunteering um, and, and trying to get involved locally in, in something that I could relate to. And obviously, you know, there was a, a local call out for people to assist, you know, to help with Isle of Wight Pride, otherwise it might not go ahead. And so, you know, I live in Ryde, I, I grew up here, I've got, kind of got that kind of grassroots connection to, to the town. So I felt compelled to, in some way, help out in, you know, initially with marketing and then, then on to help with, with traders and stallholders. How, um, so let, let's go back to your first Pride mm. in uh, Brighton. Mm. How was that? What, what do you remember of it? Can you describe it to us? It was really commercial. It was a real, it was a real, um, I remember uh, I went there with, um, so when I was in, it was an interesting time because I'd finished, so by that point I'd finished university and I'd moved up to um, West Sussex to, to live with family whilst I found a job um, after university, and um, I remember I I met um, a guy up, up there on, on from from Grinder, and um, you know we went out for a little bit, and things didn't really work out, but we re remained friends afterwards, partly because I didn't really know many other uh, gay gay people up there um, at the time, so. Um, it was quite a challenging time because at that point I hadn't come out to my family, so I was living at my family's place, and it, it was a you know it was it was challenging sort of this. So I think one weekend you know we discussed going down to Brighton Pride um, just because it was just a thirty minute train ride away, um, you know, and um, I, I went there and I think I don't it doesn't stand out for me as like a defining moment um, in in discovering what it means to be gay. I think it was a heavily commercial event. I, rem I remember who played uh, on the stage. Um, there wasn't really anything cultural about the event. I found it very, um, you know, people just there to, 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 to get. Did you do the march or just the, the main event? Uh, we watched the march um, through the town. We didn't participate in it. Um, it was mainly just the, the event in, in mm. uh, Preston Park. And any venues afterwards that you know? No. So the people I, so I was, I think I was actually remember looking back. So the guys, so the guys who I, I went with um, were not hugely into partying or clubbing. I think I was slightly annoyed by that because I would have liked to have gone out and felt, you know, that kind of party atmosphere. Um, it probably wasn't until probably my 25th birthday at the time when I finally went out in Brighton with actually my friends from the Isle of Wight um, for my 25th birthday where we went to you know Bar Revenge and Revenge and some other bars in Brighton. So. 
what was that like? What was the ex- how was that, that was an incredible experience? experience. I think by that point, I obviously had come out. So before that, I'd come out to my university friends, and then I then had come out to my friends here on the Isle of Wight. Um, and um, yeah, it was uh, an amazing night. You know, we 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 went for dinner in Brighton. We went out for drinks, and we hit the, you know, gay gay bar. As you were growing up, were there any LGBT people around you that you were aware that they were they identified as LGBT? No, I don't. Um, no, none. I I can't remember any any individuals or personalities. Um, you know, apart from what you saw on telly or on the internet, it was all very. Um, you know, I don't. I don't remember anyone. And from telly, do you remember any any kind of major any series or any TV personalities that kind of? I mean, like Lily, Lily Savage. Like I know it sounds ridiculous uh, in but in theory, but it's one of the the people that probably stands out the most. Probably like Del Winton. You know, the kind of TV personalities were very were very um, you know in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, supermarket sweep and. And I think by that point, I kind of knew what, who they were, um, just from who they, you know, from, from interviews on TV and, and popular culture. And what about role models? Any, 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 any yeah, any gay, gay, role, gay role, LGBT, LGBT role, 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 role no, models? No, none. I, I can't, um, I guess, I can't, I can't associate, be, you know, any, any role, particular role models like that at all. Okay, cool. And um, what made it easy for you to be out at university? So I think for me it was that feeling of, of starting again and that being and, and move. I think what actually, when, when I look back um, after college, you know, I finished college and I had the option, do I stay on the Isle of Wight or do I, do I move off and go to university? That was pretty much, um, for me, the, the two options that I, I had in front of me. And at the time I, I worked, you know, two jobs that really had no prospects and a university which could offer me that. So um, university offered me the chance to be me but also offered me the freedom to explore who I was as, as a person because I, I didn't have I didn't have that on or I didn't feel like I, I had that on the Isle of Wight at the time. Okay, um, and any would you say would you ha- would would you have had or this is a difficult question, but about prejudices would you within within the community? I think. Um, uh, so I didn't really, in all honesty, at that point in time, I didn't really know what much about the LGBT plus community on the Isle of Wight. Um, it was very, apart from, you know, the occasional looking on Grinder to see who was nearby, um, I felt at that point in time, and I still almost feel that the, uh, more, actually no, less so now because of the events and, and what, what kind of, um, openness, I think the community is now more so on the island and than before. Um, before before that, before I went to university, I just I just didn't know where to go. You know, we we'd had, you know, looking back maybe further at school, we'd had, you know, sex ed classes about, you know, the you know, 
you know, relationships and, mm -hmm. and that was, between two people. Okay. Was the same sex relationship approach it at sex ed? It was it it was it was touched upon. It was never it was never really gone into much depth, but it was it was it was it was hinted at. I remember uh, you know, the conversations we'd had and, and, and all of that and the and the and the teacher and what was but I think at that point in time it was still a bit taboo. Um but it was it was hinted at, you know, it's it's, it's quite normal, it's quite natural. Where was the school here? It was uh, Ride High School, so it's Ride Academy now. Yeah. And so you you're saying about it feels more open now with the events that's been happening yes. on the island. Can you tell us tell us more about that this journey that you've so so changed. so obviously uh, I I moved from so I was living in Horsham um, in West Sussex for three years um, before before moving back and um, and the. Um, do you want me to start again? No. Is that okay. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Um, so yeah, so so I so obviously moving back from from Horsham after three years. The reason why I moved back was partly because I wanted to to, to buy a property. I just couldn't afford to buy anything up there. Otherwise, I would have actually probably stayed up in Horsham. Um, so there was nothing really at that time drawing like other than you know finding a place to buy. There was nothing really drawing me back. Friends and family part was a part of the decision to move back. Um, there was nothing connected to the LGBT community. Were you, aside Brighton, did you ever go to any other prides uh, around the, the, the country? No, no, so in fact, Brighton and the Isle of Wight Pride is the only Pride events I've been to. Um, I think, you know, I've taken advantage of the fact that I've got a Pride event on my doorstep, um, you know, and, and consciously deciding to volunteer at Isle of Wight Pride last year was something that um, was more out of, of trying to help a community event to happen rather than, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I identify as, as gay, I, I must volunteer. How, so, thinking of the Brighton one, and you said it was very commercial and very, and how the, 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 the Pride on the island has been, how would you, what would you say, how would you compare? Oh well, it's, it's just it, everything's different, isn't it? I mean, it's Brighton Pride's been getting longer; it's more established, mm -hmm. clearly more commercial. Whereas Isle of Wight Pride is still fairly new. Um, it's um, I feel like its values are perhaps um, based in wanting to offer uh, an event which is um, more. In I say more inclusive. That's probably the the. I just feel it's kind of more grassroots in the sense that its values are still based upon the origins of what pride stands for. Um, obviously, like I said, I'm fairly new to mm -hmm. the more historical side of pride and the political statement that is is pride, and obviously learning about that has made me more aware of what it stands for. And I think when you look at how other prides like Brighton are reported on in the media, it's clearly a very different sort of a. Mm. Yeah, there is this, this element, isn't there? There is London is in um, Brighton, Manchester, but all I suppose the other you know provinces, I say the, the regions, kind of like really need something else. Which is, would you would you say that? Would you feel that? Well, I, I, just from what I know and from speaking to people, um, you know, there's there's a, events for there's different prides popping up all over the country, and I think it's just I think it's a positive thing. I think it's fantastic that you know, an event like this promotes you know, 
equal rights um, for everyone um, across the UK, not just in these population hotspots. It's, it's dispersed, and you know, regardless of whether it's a party on the beach or a small pop-up event in a mm -hmm. town centre in, in the middle of nowhere, it's still it's what it symbolises. I think is really equally really important. And how do you feel the islands received it? I'm oh, generally really positive. I think um, it's a lot of with these things. It's often very generational. Of course, you're always going to get these people who are whose views don't match my own, and I think that's important, equally important. We have that. Um, I think um, I think people have been generally very supportive um, of of the event, and um, I think people generally have been, yeah, have been very supportive of, of, of the event. But I think when you know, obviously, you're you're drawn to things on social media, and you see the types of comments people leave. You know, and I think, to be honest, that doesn't surprise me. I think um, Pride is still a very new event for some people. Um, and I think it's important that we embrace everyone within the community. Mm -hmm. And um, now, how do you feel um, the, the, the change in the laws over the years had an impact in your being gay and open? I mean, it, I think it hasn't... I mean, for me, I guess the most... A prominent change in law would be the ability to have a you know civil ceremony um, if you know you're a gay man or um, you know gay woman or, or whoever you know um, and obviously um, marriage and, and um, marriage uh, you know within some places is is obviously a positive step I think what's equally interesting is um, in the media you find straight people who are also trying to be, it's the other way, they're trying to get a civil ceremony. Um, now, I, I don't, I mean, for me, I just, I just found that entire, you know, um, uh, example um, interesting just because, I don't know what drove that individual, but when you when you see it and it's like, well, why, you know, why do you need that as a gay man? I'm kind of like, well, you know, people fought long and hard for, you know, equal rights and, and you know for, for you know gay people have fought very hard to have the ability to marry someone they really love um, I think that's really important I just kind of sometimes think it's kind of takes away from that a little bit mm. I'm trying to think about if you when you were in school if section 28 was still valid or so I left so I'm trying to think when I left school so I would have left I would have gone to college in 2006 um, so I would have been 16, um, so I would have left, I would have left high school, um, probably from 2005. So there was an element of Section 28 in your education, so there was one point when homosexuality could not be discussed mm. at some, uh, some level of that, which is quite interesting. But I mean, I was thinking, do, do, you, do you have any religious belief? Was there any? So, so I, I, I was brought up, uh, so come from a Christian family. Um, I went to church as a, as a child. Um, you know, on a Sunday with my dad, I'd, I'd often go. Um, you know, it, it was never a huge part of. If, if, well, I say it was never a huge part. You know, I was chris, christened. Um, you know, um, when I was born, and, and you know, I, I think I stopped going to church when I was probably eleven. And I've just mm. lost interest, and so I don't. Um, I grew up Christian, but I don't. Um, 
what's the word am I looking for? I, I don't um, adopt a religion now. I don't rec- I'm not going to recognise myself as, you know, it says on my birth certificate that I'm a Christian, but that's about it. I don't recognise as, as a Christian. Do you, but do you think those early values that have been ingrained at you uh, had an impact in you coming out? When I look back, I don't instantly think, oh, my Christian upbringing stopped me being gay. I think um, there were times... There were times, I think there were times growing up when um, my, there were, there were times growing up when, you know, I, I'd hear things said by family members, you know, um, or, um, and I look back and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe that stopped me from coming up. I don't know. Like, What, I, what kind of things would you do? So it was things like ad- adoption, like gay, gay couples adopting, um, they're quite specific things. Um, I don't think they ever came from a bad place. I think they came from a place where, at that point in time, it was still relatively new. Um, whereas today, I think things are far more out in the open, discussed and, and shared. I think generally nothing stands out for me, but there are there are a few instances that I kind of look back on and think, oh, okay, maybe there was something there. Mm. Have you ever suffered any, any homophobia? No. <laughs> That's great. Nothing that no nothing well nothing nothing that stands out for me. I think um you know growing I think growing up um you know obviously there's you know people say oh that's gay. You know it's, mm. it's just a kind of um drop you know drops in the playground, you know just as a as a collective um saying um you know just as a passing comment um not to an individual but they may describe a situation as that um uh but i nothing um you know i haven't i haven't specifically encountered that and i think partly it's two things partly living on the isle of wight i think you kind of have this kind of sheltered it's like a bubble in 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 a way like um it's quite it's probably sounds kind of a bit um I've said one thing and, and it kind of goes against the other, but I think um, you you kind of stick to your tribe. You kind of know the places where you go because you feel comfortable. I mean, at university for me, it was, an, it was a very liberal environment. And so naturally you're going to get people from all walks of life. Generally people who go to university um, are people who are, now this may be a far sweeping comment, um, I think a certain type of people go to university because, especially now with tuition fees being so high, they want to do well and they want to get on with life and they want to get a good job and you know buy a place or, or whatever their ambition is in life. And so you're going to go there and you're going to embrace that mentality. Um, and so for me, being gay, you know, there was no there was no homophobia and the the fact the university embraced differences. Do you feel what your experiences as um, as a young adult socializing or your career choices were ever uh, influenced by your sexuality? Could you explain? Like your choices in terms of the university, you you know, like because I mean, there is this element of like finding freedom at university. There is. And wherever was it ever uh, um, a choice influenced by your your you know, 
I think the, the choice. Sexuality no, so, so I think um, <coughs> the choices I made that made me go to the Winchester University was was mainly because of distance. So I was still far enough to be away from the Isle of Wight, but mm. I was still close enough that I could go back and see family and friends. So you know, for me, city life has never appealed to me. Mm. You know, I grew up on the Isle of Wight in a very rural area, and so while okay, there's you know, um, living here, there are obviously differences with living on the mainland and in built up areas. Actually, I didn't want to live in, in a city because um, it was too busy and the quality of life is often not as great. So I moved, I went to the University of Winchester driven by the fact that I was close to home um, and it was a really beautiful place to live. And when did you come back to the island? Uh, when was, how, how long was the university? Four years? Three, so three years. Three years, so you were 24, 25? Uh, yes. Yeah. Did, so but you didn't come back to the other straight away? No, right? no, so, so I, 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 you know, obviously had you, this... Yes, you went to Horsham, no. I West did, State. I went to West Sussex, yes, yeah. And so I think, you know, at that point um, in, in, in time, uh, you know, my graduation was in October. I think my my uh, house share, I think, was coming up, the, the lease or whatever was coming up in, in the September. So I had these kind of like weird free months where I was kind of like, right, come, you need to make a decision what you're going to do. And so it was kind of like, well, I'm not going back to the, the, the mainland, uh, back to the other bike, because I saw it as a backward step. I mean, I've been on the mainland for three years. I want to continue living here. So um, I, I moved up to West Sussex. And coming back to the island, because I'm interested in the, the aspect that you said about like you on the island, you, you sort of kind of keep to your tribes in a way, to mm. your, you know. Um, do you think that, what, what I would just want to understand that more. You know? Yeah, so I think moving back and, and obviously um, since I've been going out with my boyfriend for two years, um, you know, you meet people through them. You meet them and, and you obviously get to know them very well. Um, I mean, you know, we've, I've made you know, close friends through, through him. Um, you find places that you enjoy going. You know, there's a you know, particular place we enjoy going that are very, you know, they're not gay bars, but they're very gay friendly. Um, you meet people when you're in there and you kind of get to know them. Um, you know, the, the, I think the community here on the island is, is growing. I think it's um, evolving. Um, it's definitely bigger than what it was when I left the island. Um, people are more open and more out. Um, I still think there's a long way for people to go. And some of the challenges I, I still feel face young people um, on the island. Um, I think things are very different now. and People are more understanding and there's more people more educated. But, um, you know, I, I stick to places I know um, because I feel comfortable there. Now, if I go out in the evening, I want to go somewhere that I feel comfortable and enjoy. What, I mean, what are, is, because there's not an LGBT kind of venue on the island at the moment, is there? No. So there are gay, you know... So there's unofficial some... LGBT plus Q, Q places <laughs> gay from, on, the, on the island. So gay friendly a, places. Yes. Can you name some well, of those? Bar 74 Yeah. one of the, the places. You know, yeah. they, they're very supportive. Mm. Um, but then there's um, venues that are also very supportive that I don't go in because, you know, like um, Calvert, uh, Calvert's, uh, Coburg's in Ride, like, you know, the, the they do, they support LGBT plus events, but I don't go there because... I don't like the venue. It's mm. funny because it's, it's a club. I'm, I'm not into. I feel like my clubbing days are far behind me, um, in that sense. But um, uh, yeah. So yeah. So you, you kind of. You kind of just to get in a picture of you know what this what the scene is at the moment. You know. 
for and what what about younger people do you do you know any younger people that are lgbt and you know uh, i mean i've i've met i've met people who who identify as um lgbt plus um, on on the isle of Wight. um i'm not friends with them per mm -hmm. se um i'm not well um, acquaintances, you know, I see yeah. them, I say hi, kind of thing. Um, you know, it's just not. There's, not, I think, it's partly because there's not a clubbing scene on the island. Yeah, there's not that culture of going out and dancing and whatever. Whereas you maybe on the mainland, you you get that. Um, so I don't. I, I know younger people who are who identify as as, as, as that, but uh, not. I don't know them intimately. When, you know, like, before you left the island to go to university in your teens, what was social life then like? Social life was a lot of, like, beach parties. Um, I didn't have any, really, I didn't have any gay, gay friends or, or, or lesbian, you know, lesbian friends or, or any, anyone like that um, growing up. Um, I kind of knew, knew people who, who were, um, who identified as, as, as gay or, um, or whatever. Um, but at that point in time, I didn't really know myself. That's how I how I felt. So mm -hmm. it was always a kind of a bit a bit of denial, and, and so I kind of stuck with people who you know I'd grown up with, and um, in my friendship groups we'd go, you know, we would go clubbing. Uh, we'd more like yeah, beach parties or house parties. Mm. Okay, and um, how was it volunteering for Pride? What did that? What did add it to you? You know, as a, you I mean, know? it was like, it was a uh, two. I guess two things really. It was um, a really, um, I guess, quite a, a liberating, another liberating experience for me. I think I, you know, I was able to volunteer for something which I felt was really worthy, um, something that could potentially have folded that that year. So I think it was for me. I was driven partly because I didn't want. You know, after everyone got together and to put this event on, I didn't want it not to happen. So I think I was partly driven driven by that. Um, Were you I, following the news at that time? Yeah, I was following the news. I think it was huge. I mean, it was uh, you know locally and even nationally, it was picked picked up that it might not go ahead. Um, you know, and a lot of effort had been put in in previous years. Um, but as with all these types of community events, you know, you're working with different energies, you're working with different people, and there's all these egos that are at play so I was very fortunate that the current group of trustees were very open-minded and just were very welcoming for any help that they could get and you know it wasn't a huge team but we delivered an event um, that was obviously smaller in scale but successful because it, it took place and happened. Mm. Uh, it, you know there's this 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 idea that you know we always coming out you know at different times of our life different you know moments and sometimes we decided to come out or not to come out um how do you know how is for instance is that for you at work you know are you out of work um yeah like I, how do you I, negotiate all the, these yeah so um i guess so when when i uh when i moved back to the the isle of wight um i joined the national museum of the royal navy um, the Royal Navy are one of I think one of the best um, stone stonewall employers. Um, I've got a good track record for that. And so when I joined, I had no anxieties um, about who I was as an individual. Um, and I kind of at that point 
and I think as as I've got older, I've kind of given this. I don't give a fuck what people think attitude. Like I'm just gonna be who I am. Um, and I don't really care what you think. Um, and so I where obviously I've, I've got a different job now, but um, with NMRN, uh, with the National Museum of the Royal Navy, um, I was able to be who I was. I was openly get. I talk about my boyfriend. Um, you know, people would ask me what I'm doing at the weekend. I tell them, you know, going out for dinner with Lewis or, or, or whoever. Um, I had no reservations about that, and you know, I've now started a new job, and I, you know, I'm I'm the same. You know, I don't I don't no longer go around wearing a rainbow lanyard, not because I can't, just because, you know, I have, I've got it. I'm probably gonna put it on at some point, but um, uh, I I talk openly about my relationship and and um, yeah, flamboyant and snort, <laughs> you know, whatever. And how did you meet? Did you meet on the island? Yeah, so we yeah, so we met. Um, it's always a favourite story um, of ours. He'll probably kill me for saying this, um, but we so we we I bucked the trend after some unsuccessful grinder meets. Um, I think I'd moved back, and I was like, I'm just you know, I could see the friends around me in relationships. So I was kind of oh, I just kind of I kind of would like to meet some new people. So I was on Meetup, the app, um, just to see what's happening on the Isle of Wight not really having much, you know, not having uh, high expectations for what might be on there. And um, we we saw there was a, uh, I saw there was a, a barn dance happening at Wooten Community Centre. And I was kind of like, I, was, I, I went, I think I, I went to a Kaylee dance at a wedding and I really enjoyed it. So I thought, I was like, kind of like, oh, let's, you know, go, go, go check that out kind of thing. So I went, not really expecting much, and it was full of generally OA, you know, old age pensioners, um, and um, but but uh, Lewis Lewis was there, and um, and I guess we he was the only other person who was my age, and so I kind of probably knew he was you know like you know straight guy really going to go to an event. I could be wrong. I'm probably stereotyping now, but um, so yeah, so we 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 met up, and um, I think we said. Um, it'd be good, you know, it'd be good to meet up again, and it kind of went from there. Really, I think we went, <laughs> we went for a date at Pizza Express, and um, yeah, kind of from from there, really. So yeah, it was, we met at a Katie dance. So despite all the technological <laughs> apps and everything, yeah, it was the human, old fashioned yeah, way. Yeah, the old fashioned way of meeting <laughs> at a dance. <laughs> That's lovely. Is this is my last question, really? I mean, do you um, actually? No, I want to ask. Have you been to any same sex, same sex wedding here on the island? Have you experienced any of it? Uh, no, no, I haven't been on the island. But um, uh, Lewis's brother, who uh, is um, is uh, got married last year to his his boyfriend or oh, now uh, husband, um, but off the Isle of Wight in in the New Forest. So that was my first wedding, which was same same sex. Oh, wonderful. Mm. Cool. Well, this is the moment when I just say I'll give you your time if you want to leave any anything on record that we have not discussed. Um, I mean, we I covered quite a broad broad space of time. I, I think um, um, I think in hindsight, um, I think you know probably growing up, and if I was able to tell my younger self, you know, not to worry, I probably would. I think um, I spent way too much time. Um, telling myself that the the that people around me who I you know who I had very close relationships with would um 
you know, uh, the that our relationship would change because of who I was. And I told myself that for a very long, long period of, of time, probably about 10 years. Um, and it wasn't, you know, until very recently I, I, I came out. And so um, I think it's, uh, for me, it was a huge learning experience in terms of going on this adventure and finding out who I was as an individual. Um, and now I'm who I am, helping people with who I am, who I, you know, who I am now and um, things are good. Wonderful. Thank you. But this is the end of the interview of Out on an Island. Thank you, Callum. Cool. We are so thankful to Callum for sharing his story with us. As his story shows, coming out can be a bit of an adventure, something that happens gradually over time, but the benefits can be so rewarding in the end. Don't forget to follow, share, subscribe and connect with us at www.outonanisland.co.uk or on social media at outonanislandiw. Next episode, Robert Jones will be discussing what it was like growing up queer in West White, the challenges of finding other LGBTQ plus people on the island and much more. Thank you for listening.